Hello and welcome back to the Everyday Ceremony. I'm super, super fucking happy to have you here to explore together the depths of our being, of our mind, of our emotions, of our joy, of us just being fucking humans down here on this planet. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Have a freaking good time and see you later. Where do we start? <laughs> Hello, hello. Welcome back, Lena. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so excited to be chatting with you again. Yes, I mean, we we already did talk for quite a bit, <laughs> but now <laughs> now we're going to start recording. Um, We were actually talking already a little bit about my part of our traveling experiences lately of like going to Machu Picchu and what are like our plans for the future of like going to Brazil and all of that. And we're going to meet each other and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but I'm really, really curious about actually your recent travel experiences because after having lived on the beautiful island of San Cristobal in Galapagos for a couple mm -hmm. of years, you guys left for a couple of months back to to the United States where you're actually originally from so mm -hmm. visiting family coming back to the country where you originate from um how did that go <laughs> like I'm just super like what there's a lot there must be a lot happening yeah I think that's a thing that I've been uh concluding in these last couple of weeks is like holy shit so much has happened mm. in these last even just like months to like a little bit less than two months so much has happened and and I know like we've talked about you you and also Masha like visiting family and how that goes after you've been traveling for a while and that it was like such a beautiful experience of course like I love being around my family love being around my parents love being around my sister is living close to home um my grandparents aunts and uncles cousins you know old friends and everything and this was Juan's first time being in the United States ever so that has been like a whole nother aspect of the journey is that like for him He got to meet so much of my family that he's never met before. All of my friends that have, haven't come to visit Galapagos yet. Um, and that was really cool. Like everyone loved him. And I think that was something that really uh, like was so heartwarming was that like these people loved him before they even met him. And like, mm -hmm. just because they know that like, if I chose him, like they, they were going to love him. And so to, to actually see that love happen in real life was, oh, wow. Just like so fucking beautiful. Um, and to really feel like he was like actually part of the family and not just like this figment of my imagination, you know, like I've been talking about him forever and like nobody knew him. Or, I mean, a lot, my, my immediate family knew him, but my extended family didn't know him. And so like for them to actually put like a face to the name and a face to like the, the stories I've told and the energy mm. that I've, you know, told about, said about him uh, was really, really beautiful. And yeah, I would say that like more than anything, it was nice just to like, because we were working our asses off like the two months or so before we left Galapagos and like getting all these things running. We we got our shop running up up and running. We, we, we were having yoga classes and surf classes and tours and all these things going. And that was like super, super high energy. <clears throat> 
and like required a lot of energy from us. And then to like transition so quickly into like, not really, well, to kind of having like all of our, everything being taken care of for us, like, you know, living with my parents, them cooking for us or them like taking us out to eat or, um, or like going out with friends and stuff like that. Like it was just a lot, it was a totally different energy. Like we weren't working at all really. And, and that switched like pretty much like on a dime. Like we arrived Mm. in, like we left Galapagos, like still like doing errands and things like before we even got on the plane. And then like we arrived in the United States and it was just like, whoa, okay, we have nothing to do. Like my calendar was like blank for the first time in months, you know, (laughs) it's like, whoa, holy shit. What do we do now? Um, but we did take uh, like some little mini trips. Like my parents have um, a trailer that they park in like a campground uh, for the summer. And so like we went there one weekend, we went to my family's cottage in Pennsylvania one weekend, which has been in my mom's family for um, almost 60 years. Wow. And that place was like, a that's like, that is like one of the most special places in the world for me. It's such, it's just like, it's this little family cottage in the Allegheny mountains in Pennsylvania and it's right on the river. And so like, you sit on the front porch and you can just watch the river go by. And it's just such a special piece of land. Like it's still out of, out in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's like two hours from Pittsburgh or three hours from Pittsburgh. And the little town that like the closest town that it's by, like doesn't even have like a proper grocery store or anything. There's like only a few hundred people that live there and so it's like super, super remote for like, like United States, I guess, like, you know, typical living. <laughs> um, and so, but I grew up going there in the summertime and that's like where I learned to ride a bike. It's where I learned to ski. It's where I like would just be like fucking muddy from sun up to sundown and just like playing with my cousins and like catching animals and kayaking and, and tubing and whatever. Like we just got to be fucking kids outside constantly in the summers Mm. being at that place and so that to me is like one of the places that really uh like shaped me and who I am and spending time with family there and so to have Juan be able to go there and experience that place was like so fucking special for me and and I wrote a little bit about this on Instagram of like I literally felt like like two pieces of my heart like one piece existed in the United States like where I grew up and like you know this past ver- all these past versions of myself that have existed here and then there's a version of me that has existed in Galapagos up until now and and I felt like they were so separated for a long time and that was like a really weird feeling to feel like I had like completely different lives in the US and in Galapagos and having Juan being able to finally experience this other part of my life and like get to see like where I grew up and and meet people who have been in my life since the beginning it literally felt like my two pieces of my heart were like actually coming back together or coming together for the first time really um and so that has been super healing and super beautiful and yeah, just, I didn't realize how much I needed that until it mm. happened, you know, um, and how much that, how much that, like, kind of brought a wholeness to me that I was missing. Um, yeah, and then on the flip side of that, like, <laughs> being with family and, 
and like not having a lot of control over our <laughs> yeah, I know you know <laughs> the wholeness gets crushed <laughs> the wholeness, the whole, <laughs> it doesn't get crushed necessarily but it's definitely like it's like you gotta really stand your fucking ground and remember who the fuck you are now like mm. I find it really hard for like when I go back to live in if I'm living at my parents house for a bit it's like I start to act in the patterns as if I was like fucking 15 again and I'm like okay I'm almost 27 like I'm like a grown-ass woman now I don't need to be acting like I'm fucking 15 with my parents like I can act like an adult and like kind of having to bring that like that new energy of like who Lena is you know let's say like in Galapagos but also like who, who she's continuously like you know shifting into growing into I have to bring that with me really consciously unless I can like almost automatically like switch into like being like the daughter and you know feeling like I'm I'm not I'm like like when when I was you know teenager I like hated being there and I and I like butted heads with my parents so much and I just wanted to fucking leave and I have to really be like no actually I'm I'm not gonna act as her anymore and also like just having totally different lifestyle choices and like when we were in when we were visiting them we were eating out a lot and not eating we were eating a lot of meat like I haven't eaten that much meat in it almost a decade mm. and just like the food choices and things like that were making us feel kind of heavy too and like we we were like super grateful that you know they were buying groceries and everything for us and taking us out and whatever but it also was like like Juan was like I think we need to fast because like we are like honestly just like weighing ourselves down with all this food and just heavy food and um and their version of healthy and our version of healthy is a lot different um so yeah so that was kind of uh that was honestly that was probably one of the hardest parts was the food and mm. and just like midwest people people i mean like midwesterners in general like don't eat a super super healthy like at least like not what my version of healthy would be <laughs> and so that was one thing that when we came to california we were so stoked to have this like more organic whole food vibe and like this whole town that we're in we're in santa cruz um they have like three farmers markets a week in different parts of the town and you can go and there's just all the fucking vegetables and fruits you could ever wish for and like not the tropical fruits and stuff but like there's like apples and strawberries and blueberries and blackberries and raspberries and and peaches and plums and all these mm. like amazing fruits wow. <laughs> yeah. i'm and, melting uh, here like oh. <laughs> yeah. and they're all grown you know like right here with these farms that are just right outside of town um and um, incredible vegetables incredible greens like leafy greens and all different kinds of varieties um so when we got here to california uh like the second full day we were here we went straight to the farmer's market and i was just like losing my mind like oh my god it's so fucking beautiful there's so much fresh food like yes and so that's been amazing and we've been eating really really well and cooking for ourselves here which feels so good and so grounding um that's definitely one thing that has helped me like like ground back mm. down into myself and remind me who the fuck I am <laughs> but uh yeah so there's always that like you know um 
I guess, duality of like visiting family where it's like, it's super fun and healing and beautiful. And then it's also like constricting and annoying and <laughs> like, you know, you fall back into old patterns kind of stuff. Um, but overall, just as always super fucking grateful to have that, have that experience and to have a family to go back to, you know, mm. and have a family that loves me and have a family that opens their door to me no matter what. Um, and to my husband as well, it's like, that's fucking like, not everyone has that, you know, and yeah. you have to remember that too. Um, so I'm so grateful for that. So grateful for a close family. Um, yeah. And then we, we left my, my parents, I would say my mom is usually more so like the one that is resistant to the choices that I make, but, <laughs> but like, she was like really like you're coming to the u.s and you're gonna move across the entire fucking country like i only get to see you guys for a month and then i'm not gonna see you again until you're like ready to leave and i was like yeah i know but like i just know that it's not like ohio where and where i grew up is just not where i want to be like at all and that this trip just confirmed that like if I would have wanted to be there, it would have been with Juan being there. And still, even with Juan being there, I'm like, I don't want to fucking be here. Like, as a, in terms of, like, living there. Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to live there long term. Visiting is fine. Visiting is great. I love I love the city and everything. And, and I've come to appreciate it. But I definitely just don't want to. I just don't want to live there. Like, there's not really any part of me that feels comfortable living there. Um, so, anyway, we decided on coming to Santa Cruz, California, um, Juan actually chose this for us, which was like a, a big, um, like before we left Galapagos, I was really trying to be like, okay, I'm going to let you take the reins on like what you want to do in the U S and like, obviously I'll put in my, my two cents because I've been there before and I know like how mm -hmm. things work there, but like, I'm willing to let you like make these decisions, which was a big, like, uh, surrendering into my feminine and letting him lead in the masculine, which was has been <laughs> when I have been so much in my masculine in terms of like choosing my life path and things like that. And then like actually allowing him to be like, okay, like I'm going to like you, you choose and like, let's go find out, you know, like we don't know what's waiting there for us, but like I'm, I'm down as long as we're together, like everything's going to be fine. Um, and so he chose Santa Cruz because of the waves, because mm -hmm. it's like one of the like the surfing capitals of the world. And also because the he had met this guy in Galapagos that worked with Save the Wave, who Juan has been working with to try to protect the coastline of San Cristobal mm -hmm. from like any any major developments and stuff. They're like a nonprofit that that helps implement um implement some sort of structure to protect coastlines and they've done it like all all across the world in all different places um so juan's been trying to work with them to, to do something and call basically call san cristobal a i think they call it like a world surfing reserve or something mm. like that um and that was one of his strategies for like pr preventing this like major eco eco quote-unquote hotel um from being built on punta corolla and like the whole town is fighting against that and stuff. But one of his ideas was to like actually try to protect the coastline to prevent that. Um, 
so anyway, so he's been connected with this with this nonprofit for a while, and we've had quite a few people come to visit San Cristobal from the nonprofit that have like hung out with us. And one of the guys was this guy Mark, who um, basically Juan like texted him and was like, "Hey, I'm coming to the U.S." And he was like, "Oh, like you want to come to Santa Cruz? Like you can come and stay with my family." And we were like oh okay that'd be cool and he's like yeah you don't have to pay rent like just come hang out you can stay as long as you want like I believe in paying it forward and lit, like you know this good energy will come back to me and you guys are more than welcome and so we were like shit okay <laughs> so we literally like we're like all right we're gonna go to Santa Cruz um and all kind of like worked out really beautifully and we packed up our car my car that I had never sold when I left thankfully because I've used it a lot actually mm. Um, and we drove from Ohio to California and we took a week to do that, which was really fun too. Cause wow. I really wanted Juan to see, uh, like I wanted him to see the U S you know, like a lot of people that come from other countries and come visit the U S typically only go to like one city. Like you might go to Miami or New York or LA or whatever, and that's fine, whatever. But like, you don't really get to see the United States. Like it's a fucking massive country mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's so much to see. And so I honestly love driving through it because the landscape changes so much and you get to just experience like actual, I don't know, like actual American culture, I guess, like driving through and like stopping at gas stations and like, I don't know, like, like pulling off the road just to see something cool or like an animal is crossing or whatever, like all these different like little mini experiences that you can have on road trips. Um, and I would have loved to have taken more time to cross because I like there's just so many national parks and different things to go check out. But we were kind of like on a we were kind of in a rush this time. Um, but anyway, we were able to stop along the way and we visited friends like some of my college friends and a couple of them had actually come to Galapagos before so they were able to see Juan again mm. and then one that was really special was our old roommate Lara who um, she was our roommate the year that I taught English in Galapagos she was the other English teacher and she's the only person that has ever lived with me and Juan besides like just well, yeah, she's the only person that's ever lived with me and Juan. And so, and that was before we were married. And so it's really cool because like me and Lara, we, like we were, we were best fucking friends that whole year. And, and obviously she became really, really good friends with Juan. And, um, and so we, the three of us were like the three musketeers on the island for 2019. <laughs> and it was just so much fucking fun. And uh, she's a really fucking special person. And uh, uh, so they hadn't seen each other since she left after that year. Um, and obviously I went back after, but yeah, so that was really cool to have them be able to meet up again. And like all of us, like the three of us were just like, we were laughing and crying and just like in, in awe of like uh, what has happened since then. And like, mm. you know, Juan and I have been married and, and we bought a house and we did this and we started businesses and Lara has like been on this whole journey herself too. And we like one morning we were having breakfast and we were all like holding hands, just crying, being like, we're so fucking proud of each other. It's like, I can't believe like the growth we went through and like all the all the experiences we had together. And then the fact that we get to like, you know, continue to be friends and, and actually see each other in person again is so special and so like heartwarming. Um, so that was really cool. And then, yeah, we stopped in 
Denver, visited some of my college friends, had a, so much fun with them and stopped in Salt Lake and my old college roommate. She wasn't there, unfortunately, but she was like, yeah, you can still stay at my apartment. No problem. Um, so we stayed with at her place and then we camped one night in Nevada um, because between Salt Lake and Santa Cruz was like 12 or 13 hours. So it was like a little bit too long to drive in one day. And um, so I had just... I had just found this campsite on this app that has like, you know, you can search like free campsites on it. And I found this campsite off that was off the highway. And I was like, okay, cool. We can like camp here for the night and then keep going. And we pulled up into this campsite and it is literally in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like we didn't see a single house for six hours driving. Like (laughs) it was so the northern Nevada is fucking empty like it's literally empty and we didn't see a single I mean we were on the highway so we were passing cars but there were no houses there were there were like a couple gas stations and stuff and so we took we came off the highway we drove for like 13 miles off the highway down these like dirt roads and we just like come up to this it was basically like a parking lot but like dirt and and it had like a pit toilet and it was just this, um, it was like a, a state or a national, no, I don't think it was national. It was like a state park or a, a Bureau of Land Management land or something. But basically there was nothing out there at all. And I was like, whoa, okay, like we're really fucking out here. Like we're, we're going to be by ourselves tonight. And as we were like setting up our tent, this other car comes pulling in and it's got like this trailer in the back. And I was like, ah, shit, like we're not going to be by ourselves. Like somebody else found this place tonight. And, and it turned out to just be this guy, this old, he wasn't really that old, but this retired guy. And he was a retired rabbi who was, was traveling with his wife for like a month before that. And his wife had just gone home and he was traveling with his dog he had a pit bull that he was traveling with and he was like yeah you know like we introduced ourselves because we were the only fucking people out there like it's not like you could like ignore them would have been a little bit weird (laughs) to not introduce (laughs) exactly we're like okay we're gonna be neighbors like we're literally the only humans out here for days um so we introduced ourselves we started chatting with him and he was this retired rabbi and he had worked in hospitals and like did a lot of um, like working with people who were um, going through like really traumatic experiences or like really serious illnesses slash like transitioning into death and stuff. And so he had had like a really interesting um, life choice of jobs, I would say. And he, yeah, anyway, he ended up being really cool and he had like gone to some place on his travels that was like a gin distillery or something and he had bought these like really nice like citrusy bottles of gin and he like offered to to make a fire with us and he was like yeah like we can have a drink you know and we ended up drinking this entire bottle of gin and (laughs) we were like I was drunk like I have not been that drunk in a long ass time (laughs) and we were just telling all kinds of stories and sharing like life advice and he had been married to his wife for like 40 something years I think and so we were like asking him about like you know like what has that been like you know like what what different phases of your lives have you gone through together and like different versions of yourselves and 
um, just had some really, really cool stories and we were sharing our perspectives on things and, and the stars there were so insane because since the desert's so dry, you can actually see more stars versus when it's humid. Mm -hmm. And, and then we were, like I said, there were no houses, no cities or anything for miles and miles and miles. And so before the sun had even gone down all the way, like before it was completely dark, you could already see the band of the Milky Way. And it was just like, oh my God, we were losing our minds at how wild the stars were. And, and it was, yeah. And it was just a really beautiful experience. And like, we had such a nice time with him and chatted it up. And, and it was just one of those like coincidental meetings where you were like, where you just feel like, okay, we must be on the right path. You know, like Mm. if we're, if we're, intersecting with with people like this for even just a night even just a moment it's it's just such an affirmation that like you're doing something right and that like it 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 was like the last little um like piece of the puzzle that we needed to to really feel like okay like we're I think we're doing the right thing like Mm -hmm. this is this is where, where we should be going um so that was really really cool and and it was interesting I'll just say like that he He said that he was on this trip. He had been traveling in his trailer for like, like six weeks or two months or something. And he had just retired. And he was like, my, my purpose, my intention for this trip was to kind of like, like find myself again. And, and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Like, I know like a lot of like 20 year olds that are trying to like find themselves, you know, but I've never really heard of like a 65 year old trying to find himself again. And I thought that was really cool. And, and I had asked him like, okay, like, you know, I know your trip's not over, but like, what's, is there anything, or maybe you can tell me one thing that you've learned so far that like, you feel like you want to like continue to bring into your life. And one of the things he said was that, and this really stuck with me, because this is something that like, I have, I feel like I have already noticed in my life too, is that he really started to fall in love with the very, very simple things in life Mm. and how like he was explaining like when he's camping and he wakes up and he gets to like make his morning pot of coffee and like, it's still kind of like, you know, so the sun is rising and everything's quiet and like the birds haven't started chirping yet. And you just get to like wake up and, and put your pot of coffee on and, and then, you know, slowly make it and enjoy it and smell it and, and then go out and put your folding chair out and enjoy mm-hmm. your cup of coffee as the sun rises and little things like that, where he was like, I never really appreciated those little tiny, you know, everyday moments. And like this trip has really helped me to to remember that and to see that. And so I thought that was really powerful and really beautiful because yeah, I think that that's like a common, a common theme that people tend to like come back to like as they mm-hmm. as they as you grow, I don't know, like in general, you know, you start to you start to appreciate those things. And, and maybe we kind of come in and out of of that, like, sometimes our lives are so busy and crazy that like, we're only paying attention to the big things. But, but like, when you really slow down and get to like, appreciate just the very, very minuscule moments even mundane moments of your of your day um there's something like really special about that mm-hmm. and so I thought that was really cool that that was one thing that he had tuned back into on his on his travels um 
yeah so that was really beautiful and then we we packed up we said bye to him we wrote I wrote him a little card and I actually um like I have a poem that I've that I've written that is called um how beautiful ordinary is and and I wrote that poem in that card because Mm. he he like him telling me that reminded me of that poem and so I was Mm. like oh I'm gonna like write this poem for him and give it to him and what was crazy was that as I was writing I I grabbed my journal I'm like sitting in the car and I'm writing out this poem right before we leave and and I and I write the date on the card and as I'm writing the date I was like wait a second and I turned back to my journal I had literally written that poem one year ago to the day wow. <laughs> and I was like what the fuck that was so weird I was like no way and I, I went oh. Juan because Juan was watching me do it and then he goes oh my fucking god <laughs> I was like no way I was like that's so cool and so that was like a fun little like uh synchronicity in that moment of like all those things that came together and exactly one year later I was sharing this poem with someone I, I don't think I've ever shared it before I, I don't think I've ever like written it or like posted it or anything <clears throat> and so that was really cool um and just like again another like little like sign for me to be like okay everything's good like we're we're on the right path um and so yeah we packed up we drove from Nevada like somewhere middle of Nevada to Santa Cruz which was also a really beautiful drive um through the mountains and and all these like evergreen forests and then down um into the valleys and then back up over through the mountains and then over into the coast and yeah we landed here and I have been (laughs) I think landing here was again like just like kind of a a hard pause and like a hard um yeah like a reset almost and Mm. and and now I'm seeing it as a good in a good way but maybe I was like resisting it a little bit or something um but being here has really been like, again, another challenge because like we're living in someone else's space, right? Like this isn't like our home. We're not the only people living here. And granted, the people like the family that we're staying with is absolutely amazing. They're super cool, um, have, have been nothing but welcoming to us, have been nothing but helpful. Um, and I'm so incredibly grateful that they're letting us stay here. And but it's still just like, it's not my space. And I'm like, mm-hmm. definitely someone that's like, I love having my own space. And so that has been a little bit jarring. Um, and then again, just like getting back into the routine of like having to ride in my car every day or like having to drive to like anywhere, like granted here in Santa Cruz, it's really nice. It's really bike friendly. So I can like bike places too, um, which is great. But just like the energy of the U.S. in general is so much more like fast paced than island life and and that has been like a little bit uh yeah like I've been resisting that a bit and wanting to wanting to get a job but also like not wanting to to like give up my like I'm not going to give up my businesses by any mean but like definitely feeling like I've been a little bit burnt out on my online businesses and wanting to transition just to like 
it's kind of nice just to like show up and get paid and like not have to like mm-hmm. create a bunch of content and like you know not necessarily get paid for content creation but like only get paid when somebody pays you for your what you're offering kind of thing and like so that's been kind of nice to like just show up and get paid and have a job um but then I was like having so much resistance with that because I'm like, wow, but like, I want to be an entrepreneur and like, I want this to be my mm-hmm. full-time thing and da, da, da. But, but at the same time, I actually feel like I'm going to feel way safer and more secure if I just can show up at, at a fucking job and get paid, like, and not have to be so like, um, I don't know, like exerting so much energy, at least at this time. Um, and then, so that was like a little bit of a resistance thing too, like shifting out of that. and then. Also, the surfing here has been difficult for me because the crowds are fucking insane. <laughs> like, you already got beaten up for, for dropping oh in my or God. something. <laughs> like, I haven't yet. Juan got yelled at, at like the first day that he went out. And, and it was like this older guy that I think was just like jealous of him. because He was like, you know, Juan's a fucking good surfer. And uh, but it was interesting because Juan ended up chatting with him. And and by the end of the conversation, the guy was like, you know what? you got a good heart, man. <laughs> and Juan was like, all right, like, cool. I guess we're good. Um, so, yeah. The but, island oh my charm. God, like, yeah, exactly. Right. How can I say that at him? But, <laughs> um, yeah. And the water's cold. And, like, I don't know. Every time mm. I've gone out, I'm just like, why did we ever leave Galapagos? <laughs> like, the waves are fucking perfect in Galapagos. <laughs> why did we ever leave? Um but you know it's a new challenge it's definitely gonna make me a better surfer um I just have to like I, it takes a lot more from me to like really be motivated to go surf because it's cold and like I know that there's people out and like you know I don't know the spots as well so I'm not as comfortable going by myself right now um so yeah so it's like it's also with that you know has been like some resistance and there's been days where I'm just like fuck this I just want to be back in the islands like what mm. the fuck um but then you know there's other days where i'm super fucking grateful that we're here and it's so beautiful and the weather's perfect and, and it's sunny and and i love being able to like go and walk 20 minutes and be in the fucking redwoods like oh my god like being in those forests is so so healing and i miss having like nice forests because the islands don't really have i mean we have like i guess forests but they're not like big trees you know the trees only grow so big there um and so like being around massive old old soul trees is super cool too and yeah it's just it's it's so different it's so different than the island in so many different ways like I could go through every aspect and and tell you all the differences and so it's really been I think for me the last month since we've landed here has been a lot of resistance on my part like a lot of Mm -hmm. me being like like I don't know if I really want to fucking be here but then also just like needing to accept where we're at needing to accept that like this is how it's going to be for a little while and then also like not being so attached to the plan and like really trying to like release any timeline release any like oh I should be doing this I should Mm -hmm. be doing this like oh I'm behind like yeah. being around people here that like have already started their retirement funds, have already bought houses, have already done this and this and this. I'm like, oh shit, like I haven't done any of that. Yet, you know, I'm like, holy fuck, I'm so behind. But it's like mm. the priorities here are so different than the priorities for people 
in Latin America in general, I would say, but definitely on the island. Um, and so, yeah, it's been a, I had to just get back to the basics and that's kind of what I've been practicing mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks is just like getting back to like remembering who the fuck I am one, like remembering what my goals are two, like, you know, big general, big vision goals, I guess. And then like trying to like break down, um, kind of what, like, what do I want to be accomplishing just in like the next month, I guess, like breaking the goals down into like really small bite-sized pieces and like, what's like the next tiny step I can take towards those things. And so, yeah. And just trying not to get too caught up in like the materialistic lifestyle, I guess, of mm -hmm. the U S um, you know, like all the surfers here pretty much have like brand new surfboards and like personally, like, you know, they're all like custom made and they have the newest wetsuit and they have all the gear and, and their cars are all tricked out for like, you know, state or um, traveling with their boards and whatever. And it's like, and like, I get caught up in being like, Oh fuck, like I really need this. And I need this. And I need this. And it's like, okay, actually, no, I don't like, mm -hmm. like <laughs> it's funny. Cause in Galapagos, like everyone has like massive holes in their fucking wetsuits and like their boards are taped with duct tape and like it doesn't fucking matter you know like yeah like you can go and still surf and have a great fucking time and yeah so just things like that where it's like okay I gotta remember that like most of this shit doesn't fucking matter and and I'm gonna be fine if I have like a secondhand board that needs a little duct tape or if I you know don't have the newest wetsuit or whatever the fuck like as long as I stay warm it's cool um so yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's been a lot. And, and I went down into like the depths of like, like just, you know, like a little bit of darkness and like just self doubt and, and self criticism and all kinds of stuff for like two weeks. And I, for a minute there, I was like, Oh shit, am I going to come out of this? Like, I'm, am I like going to be, <laughs> am I going to be really in here for a while? Um, and that was also coinciding with my period, which also, you know, mm. adds another layer of it. Um, but I'm feeling way better this past week and just like starting to feel the light again and starting to like tune back into myself again. Um, and sometimes I think you just got to you got to feel that darkness, you know, like it's there. It's always there. And you got to go through it and you got to feel it and not resist it. And and I think I did a good job of not resisting like the like darkness that what I was feeling. Um, but also like trying to just be easy on myself and realizing that I've gone through so much fucking change. It like even just this year, let alone the last couple months or the last month. Um, and Juan has gone through so much fucking change too. And so that has just brought like just you know so much different energies and different things happening all at the same time to where I think this last couple weeks for me was like the first time where I was finally just like everything just was like oh, like I like mm. had to go into like a little hibernation mode for a second to like integrate it all um yeah which is appropriate too and I'm actually excited that like the seasons here are changing like we're we're in we're in fall right now and shifting into winter and so that actually feels really good in my body to have like to know that it's like a rest time not only for nature but also like I'm, I'm so connected to those cycles too to allow myself to rest and I haven't really had a a rest cycle like that in a while because 
one, the seasons in the Galapagos aren't necessarily like it's, you know, it's not necessarily like winter and summer. It's kind of, it's more like, uh, you know, dry and wet. <laughs> so it's kind of a hard like differentiation between the two. Um, and so I haven't really felt like a solid winter time and ever since I've moved to Galapagos pretty much. Yeah. Um, so really like definitely in the last three plus years, I haven't really had that like that support from nature and that sense of like being able to rest and like also nature is there resting with you. Um, so I'm actually kind of excited to have like a more quiet time. And like, you know, we, we chatted a little bit too about like not really wanting to be on our phones as much. And, mm -hmm. and I haven't felt very connected to my Instagram. Like I haven't really felt like I've been wanting to post a lot or share a lot. Um, so that feels good. Like to actually just like, okay, take a pause, gentle, gentle pause and um and just kind of see what comes out you know after that space and just let it be wow <laughs> <laughs> i know well, what a journey right there <laughs> it's been a fucking journey <laughs> no it's amazing and it's like i had so many questions but for some reason they don't seem that important anymore and <laughs> i think you also no, you also just answered a lot of those questions like within within your storytelling it was really wow really interesting to go to go on that journey with you mm -hmm. um and there were a lot of things actually in there that resonated a lot with me in the way where when you already said like in the, in the very beginning like that the last couple of weeks before you left Galapagos it was like super busy and like you were basically fully in like your identity of like doing and like your businesses mm -hmm. and blah 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 and then you arrive in the mm -hmm. US and then it's just like one side is like what do I do now and then the next level is like who am I now yes, and so it's like exactly. it's interesting how you <laughs> then also like went through those like you, you now just described it as like a little bit of a darkness but like basically just like reevaluating who you want to be right now and it's like really mm -hmm. for me interesting and inspiring like hearing you being in in that self-doubt or like self I don't know again self-exploration with so much awareness of like oh yeah there is like this part of me that wants to be this entrepreneur but then also this part of me who just wants to have a fucking normal job and it's like mm why would I want like why do I why would I need to like cling on to this entrepreneur idea if I right now just really want to do this other fucking job and it's like okay so I can do that it's like I, I don't need to cling on to those ideas of like who I thought I have to be and like it doesn't mm. mean that I don't have to give this up but it's just like really being present with yourself and actually honoring what what you want in this moment and it's for me been so interesting also when you said this whole thing about the materialistic thing and like the new surfboard in here and there and this and that is when when we were on that Machu Picchu hike I, I told you earlier before we started recording that we were in there with like a couple of different couples basically from all kinds of different places one couple from California one couple from Canada hmm. and they were earning very good money like they were always right. talking about like oh yeah you know like that was not so like in the beginning I didn't earn so much it was just a hundred twenty thousand dollars per year 
And I look at them and was like, that means 10K <laughs> per month, right? They were like, yeah, 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 10K per month. And there was just also like within me on one side, this desire to have mm. that and to, to be like, oh yeah, I want that money. Then on the other side, the anxiety of like, oh my God, how am I going to create this right now? And the anxiety mm. of like, am I not good enough if I don't earn this money? And then on the flip side of that, realizing, but honestly, I don't fucking care. Like, like mm. really honestly, I care that I have enough money right now to travel, have fruit mm. and do whatever <laughs> the fuck I want. And that is the case, you know? And it's, it's so interesting how there are then these narratives or these concepts that for other people might work out and it might be their life's experience, but we kind of maybe see something in them that we might desire, which is also cool. Like I might, right. I might get there. I might get to the 120K a year. Like, but to be honest, I don't care so much about it, but it's like, if I get there, cool, fucking amazing. Right. Like I'll, I'll take it, you know? But then there is this desire there or maybe even this gnosis that you will get there. But then on the other side, there is instantly the self-doubt of like, oh my God, am I now doing something wrong? Mm -hmm. But then also <laughs> these reminders that you brought in of like, oh, I just met this amazing person and fuck, we had a wonderful conversation and we looked at the stars and we shared stories and I was able to share that poem with that person whatsoever. So that does mean that I'm actually on the right path and just remembering mm -hmm. also those true truisms and like truths of like, I am on the right path. In fact, I can't actually be off my path. It's like, The only, the only moment I am basically not on my path is when I'm doubting myself. Like that, that is literally the Ooh. only moment when I'm imaginarily like in my mind, putting myself off the path when I'm not being in the moment, when I'm actually not just enjoying where I am right now, where I'm not just expressing myself as I want to express myself. And it's like, oh, shizzle. Ooh. Like why, why, why do I think that? I'm in the wrong spot because somebody else is earning like 10K a month, but I'm happy. You know, it's like, mm. I actually, I'm actually happy, but then there is a concept of where I should be. And I think that's why I doubt that I'm happy where I am right now. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. And mm. also then being actually open for getting those things um, reflected back to us. Like, and that could be like through those coincidences, through like, being like in kind of the perfect spot at the, in the perfect time, like having those beautiful moments just in nature and all of that. And also just other people making compliments and all of that, like having that family, for example, also that just receives you as you are. And of course, like they have mm. their shit and you have your shit, but like they still receive you and you're still all trying to, to figure it out together. And that itself is a compliment of like, we mm. fucking love you for who you are. And like, it doesn't matter if you have this or that or whatsoever. Um, But yeah, all basically coming back to also that simplicity that you mentioned of like, how can I actually enjoy like the simplicity of my life right now? And how can I maybe not make it too complicated because the more complicated I make it, like the more complex at the end I design my life to be 
probably the mm. more problems I will create to solve. For real. And, and mm -hmm. the more things at the end of the day, I will probably at some point have to let go of. Because it's like, as you said, this rabbi, 60s whatsoever, and he's like, I gotta, I gotta kind of figure out who I am right now. It's just like, okay, mm -hmm. so that means like he had to at this point let go of his being as a rabbi, like being there, yep. service to like ser serving his community whatsoever, being there as like a mentor, a teacher, a channel whatsoever. And now he's just like, okay, now I'm just with my wife. And like, <laughs> what, what am I actually, like, am I now teaching yeah. my wife? Am I now rabbying my wife? It's like, <laughs> probably there's a desire there to still be the teacher and whatsoever. But do, is this really like my task right now? Like, is this really mm -hmm. how I want to express myself right now? And so it's just this beautiful reminder of like, the more complexity we actually create in our life, at some point we will have to dissolve this complexity as well. Like at mm. some point we will have to let go because there will be, I think if we're being really honest with ourselves, there will always be somewhere within us, this part being like, we're like, are you really who you want to be right now? Or are you just mm. who you thought you have to be like a year ago and you just mm. are like, continuously being that because you kind of got used to it it became a habit you had those patterns and now you're the entrepreneur but actually you fucking just want to work I don't know on for example in this like on on the farmer's market you just want to sell fucking veggies there you know it's like why would you then hold on to this idea of being the entrepreneur if you now really feel like you just want to sell veggies you know like as an example right. it's like there is always this part of like actually asking like who do you want to be right now and then the question is like can we can we surrender can we soften into that or have we actually established such a complex and like rigid structure for ourselves that we have to ignore this voice that is actually asking for attention and is asking for like, mm. why, why don't you just do what you want to do? It's like, no, I can't because I have this now and I got to do this and uh -huh. blah, 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 blah. It's like very freaking interesting to see you going through that. And that it's like, for me, very, very similar in a way of really just honoring what I fucking want to do right now. Whereas like there are those complexities that I established and those kind of frames that I thought I need to have for the rest of my life. And then all of a sudden it's like, this doesn't just feel like I want to be doing this right now. So am I going to continue that right now or not? And it's like, probably not actually. Like if I'm being really honest with myself and if I really like wanna just be free like mm. I, I I don't I don't want this to be my prison you know and it especially because I created it for myself now it's like it's I can't even blame it on my parents anymore like they are so many kilometers away from me and they are actually mm. just supportive with whatever I do and so <laughs> everything that I actually have in my life that I don't resonate with or that is kind of not serving me I created by myself already yep 
and it's like oh my god can i can i let that go like can i soften that and that's when i felt for example also like just those kind of dark moments of like oh my god but what how is this going to play out and like am i am i ready to let this go and then it's like maybe i'm not ready to let this go right now but it's like i'm aware that it actually doesn't serve me and i'm aware that actually even just the thought of like oh my god i i need to create this or i need to like create a course need to like have more clients need to have more income mm -hmm. right now because i want to move into this direction it's like does this actually serve me right now in like honoring myself and oftentimes the answer is no and and when you said mm -hmm. like you went through this process of like remembering who you are and like and remembering also like your big goals and breaking them down it was like oh those are three amazing steps and I think the fourth step is to throw all of that out of the window and just be like well <laughs> what do I want right now you know because it's like sometimes I don't know and probably we are different there because you're more feminine and I'm more masculine but it's like if I have my big goal you know and I know like where I'm going it's like it's so difficult sometimes for me to honor myself in the moment when it's like actually right now I just want to sit in the fucking bathtub you know and mm -hmm. chill the fuck out but I have this big goal and it's like and family and business and I want to be doing this and I want to have this impact and whatsoever so i gotta get my shit together right now so it's like for me the fourth step is like yes being aware of that and for now just throwing it out of the window and being like what do i really need right now and it's mm -hmm. very 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 interesting that for me when i actually throw those things out of the window like for now like not overly crazily focusing on that that's when I feel the best. Like that's when I actually mm. feel the freest and like the most myself. And also interestingly throughout this hike, it was again, I, I thought I like to think about those things um, when I do, like when I go on a trip and especially when I socialize with people is like, what do I, what do I feel I can let go of like what is like a thing that I saw within myself that I actually want to let go of and what mm. is a thing about myself that feels really alive and like um wants to be nourished and nurtured right now and um for me like the thing where I was like I want to let go is like taking things so seriously and always needing to kind of have an end result and like uh I don't know a uh, a purpose to everything you know mm. it's like a lot of things that I do in my life have this purpose of like being healthy and like being successful and being blah blah like whatever all those different attributes and characteristics that I want to embody and like being less serious with that and then in the same breath what I felt really alive is just this playful and actually open to explore nature of like what is it right now you know like what is it what that wants to be expressed right now and that being so simple and almost too good to be true mm -hmm. where it's like all this planning feels so good in a way of like productivity and like I think I have it figured out 
But then actually I need to realize every time that I didn't figure it out because it, it comes so different. It's like, there is so little control that I actually have, but I'm still so attached to having that. Like, it still feels so good to me when I think I have control, but then it's way more difficult to let go when things happen differently because I thought that I'm in control. And so this like playful, just like, what's actually going on right now is it feels in the beginning or like in the, in the moment way more uncomfortable for me because I like to plan those things. I like to have a grasp on shit, mm -hmm. but actually when it then really comes to life playing out, I have a way better time because there's just less things that I need to let go of. It's like, because I, I actually accumulated less. And this was also a thing with, with, for example, the, the money thing that came up for me, it's like, Actually, one thing is like, yes, they they were talking about um, like the 120,000 being a bad year or whatsoever. But in the same breath, they were also saying that the more fucking money they had, the more taxes they paid and the more fucking they worried about how they actually would spend this money. And then again, it was like this thing of like, okay, actually how it's being right now for me, is like, it's just flowing in and flowing out. And it's exactly flowing in when I need it at my hands to put it into something that I want, like, I don't know, do that trip to Machu Picchu, um, pay the apartment for the next month, or book a new flight, whatever. It's always there. And it's actually way less stressful because I don't need to worry about what I do with the excess money um, that is laying around, how I invest that and so on. It's like, it's way easier. And still there is like this desire to have more and this desire to kind of own it. And like to, I don't, I don't even know what it really is that I desire within that. But it's like, if I'm being really honest, it's way simpler if I have less. It's way simpler if it's not so much shit laying around. And we saw it again with like packing our suitcases, like two suitcases with all of our shit in there. That's amazing. And yes, mm -hmm. I didn't have the fucking seven different outfits for every single day <laughs> on the hike. I literally looked the same fucking way every day and i was wearing the same dirty hiking pants on machu picchu that i was wearing for the first five days on the hike but it feels so nice that i don't need to worry about seven outfits being like washed and dried and just carry them around all the time and so it's like yeah i like i really like it simple you know and it feels mm -hmm. so good and it's just Beautiful hearing it from you. <laughs> Beautiful hearing it from when you met the rabbi that this guy after like 65 years of living his life or whatsoever and like also having probably his own very personal and unique connection to God in the universe also coming back to yeah making coffee in the morning. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's really right. fucking nice. It's like wow what what do we stress about so much it's like it's insane no absolutely and 
And I think that's why, that's one of the main reasons why I'm so, like, I find, like, Galapagos is really where I want to be is because that, like, just the general lifestyle that we live in Galapagos is that, like, it is just simple. And like, yeah, we have our businesses and we have shit we got to do and whatever, but it doesn't feel like we're like accumulating a bunch of stuff. It's like, we have all of our basic needs met. We have decent food. We have amazing community we have the ocean we have our fucking house and our dog and we have like I just am like I think one of the reasons why I'm so I was so resistant to like being here is because I was like wait I had everything I fucking ever wanted (laughs) why did we leave (laughs) like what the Mm. fuck but at the same time it's like our 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 souls and life and whatever like call us to continue evolving and 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 trying new things and whatever. And so it's like, I know that, you know, this is where we're supposed to be right now, but it's also really fucking comforting to know that like my life there is so fucking beautiful. And it's literally everything I could have ever wanted and everything I could have ever dreamed of to where it's like, okay, like that's a really nice starting point, (laughs) like a baseline to have, you know? And then to get to like launch from that is like, whoa, okay. Like what can we do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to, to go back to what you said about like when I started like snapping here and I was like, I think you said something along the lines of like the only time you're ever not on the path is when you're doubting yourself, something along those lines. Like mm-hmm. only when you're feeling self-doubt is when you're not on the path. And that is such a fucking good reminder because it's like life can throw you all these different curveballs and you can have all these different experiences. And as long as you trust that you're still on the path, like if you have those big goals and you just trust that like taking a bath is actually the next best step to getting you to that goal, like maybe it's not, you know, like making a course and doing this and doing that or whatever like maybe it is just fucking taking care of yourself today and then seeing what unfolds from there and and as long as you can trust yourself in that process then everything's gonna be fine and it and it can be really simple and it doesn't have to be complicated and you don't have to accumulate all these things to show that you're successful when like you said you're if you're fucking happy as far as i'm concerned you're successful. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what other good indicator of success there is. I think that's what a lot of people realize once they have the money thing figured out is like, oh shit, they don't have happiness at Costco. Like I can't mm-hmm. order that shit online. Oh dang it. Like I can't exchange that like at the currency booth for like my dollars for happiness. It's like, I still got to figure out what I actually need. Like what right. I actually need. And so just one thing that I wanted to also sprinkle in here is like that where we come from as like a species is like there's like certain requirements that we have on like this in this physiological existence where it's like we have food and shelter and like things like community and play and all of those things were kind of we had to take care of them. Like when we came here, like we had to kind of find a cave and we had to kind of hunt our food or gather food. And we had to sit by the fire and tell stories to create community and actually connect. 
And then we had to build whatsoever to play around. Like maybe we had sticks and we fought for fun or whatsoever. But interestingly, when we started um, like with money and like currency and all of that, all of those needs basically got funneled into one thing. And so now there's not any more actually focus on we need food and shelter and community and play, but we need money. And with money, we buy food. With money, we have nice shelter. With money, we have fun, assumingly, because we can go to entertainment park and holiday and this and that and whatsoever, play golf, whatever we <laughs> want to do. But one thing that is actually missing in there is like with money, you can't fucking buy community. Mm. And that is also the thing that stood out to me in your entire journey and story that you told is like your family and your friends and like random people you met. And like this coincidence with like the NGO that Juan was working with, where then his parents were in Santa, Santa Cruz, right? Like, uh -huh. where you, like where you're now staying and all those things this is like all not connected to money at all like of mm -hmm. course yeah you gotta pay petrol that you can drive your fucking car yes and you probably would have also found a way to get the petrol without the money actually by having community you know like community is such a fucking important thing yet on on our radar or like on our scale of importance or priority nowadays it's behind money like for some people it's not even there at all it's not even in the field of awareness that community is is a like there's all those things of like oh i'm a self-made businessman i'm a self-made millionaire it's like no fucking way you self-made like right. first of all your mom Impossible. birthed you like you didn't yeah. fucking squeeze yourself out of a vagina like you're not <laughs> self-made like it's not fucking possible like you're not ex you don't exist without community you don't exist without other people and i think we can place actually what actually really makes us makes our lives a lot more simple is putting a lot more importance and a lot more of our energy into actually this whole field of community. If that is spending time with your friends, with your family, working with people, like just gathering with people that you enjoy doing shit together. And it doesn't always have to be productive. It can just be like, you like kayaking, go fucking kayaking. It's like, we love okay. hiking. Like that's why we did a five day hike and we bonded with amazing people. Like, and it felt so much fucking better than any amount of money that I ever earned in my life. It's like mm -hmm. meeting those seven people that we met over the last like five days on that hike. So enriching, so beautiful, like so like energizing and nourishing and like, ah, and, and also like fulfilling and satisfying to a degree where it's like, I don't need anything else. And it's like, why do we then still, most of us, most of the time have so much focus on money? Yes, it can buy us food. Yes, it can buy us shelter and so on. But again, those things are actually also like figure outable with not a lot of money. But it's like, why don't we place more attention and focus actually on community and like having nice human interactions? Because in my experience, at least, those are the things that really fulfill me. 
like not mm -hmm. not the money For actually sure. it's like yeah my mind is there thinking about like oh yeah like there's this desire and once I have this and I can do all those things then it will be but actually it never really happens like I do those things and it's like I have money to be real like I have the money I spend the money but at the end this never gives me the feeling that I have when I have a really nice conversation with someone else where I can see myself and I can see the other person and I can see myself in the other person. I can realize, oh, we're not so different. We're actually kind of the same thing, just in different bodies. And it's kind of nice <laughs> to just meet myself in someone else. It's like, yeah. that is the most fucking fulfilling thing ever. And it's so simple. It's so simple. Yeah. And I definitely, I love that the, the, this is like where you brought this conversation because I, I just kind of realized that in the last, like, since we've been in California to where I was like, whoa, like, w our community in Galapagos, like, I have never experienced something like that. Mm. And it is so incredibly fulfilling to just have people around you that are on the same wavelength, even if they're not on the same wavelength, like, they they care for you and they love you no matter what. And they're going to be there for you. And they want to hold space for you. And and if you're having a shitty day, like, that doesn't matter. Like, they, they'll still be there for you. Mm -hmm. You don't have to always show up in your, like, high vibe, you know, good energy shit. Um, and, you know, people that you can have fun with. People that you can, that you can have events with. People that you can, you know, go do nothing with. Like, whatever it is, it's just, like to feel that you have that support behind you is invaluable. Mm. And, and I actually, you know, being in this, in this like kind of darker space, these last, this last month or so, I, I realized like that was something I was journaling and I was like, okay, like what, what do I need? Like in this time? And I was like, holy shit, I need support. Like I need somebody to talk to. I need, I need, I actually need to ask for help. And, and I was able to call upon like the, like the closest people in my life and literally just call them mm. and talk to them for two hours or whatever. And I felt so much fucking better afterwards. Like yeah. literally I called my, my little sister and she's like my, one of my, my best friend and she's fucking wise beyond her years. She, she's reminds me of a lot of you. I would love <laughs> for you guys to meet at some point. Um, but like I talked to her for two hours, I was like walking through the forest and I was talking to her. And that was literally the turning point of me starting to feel better, where mm. it was just like, I just got everything off my fucking chest. She wasn't judging me. She wasn't saying like, you know, like I should be doing this or whatever. Like she just held the space and she let me bitch. She let me like, and I started off the conversation being like, I'm about to sound like a fucking brat right now. But like I just got <laughs> off my chest. <laughs> and 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 then she also reminded me, which was a really good reminder too. She was like, she's like, remember, like, if you don't want to stay where you're at, like, you don't have to, like, you have community all across this fucking country. Like you could go and speaking of like shelter, you know, like where you don't necessarily need money for shelter. If you have community, she was like, you have, you, how many people did you just visit across the country? Like, I bet every single one of those people would open their door to you and like house you until you needed to get on your feet or whatever. She's like, you have our brother, you have me, you have our parents, you have this, like all these different options, all these friends. And like, and then 
even right now where we're at, like we're not paying rent where we literally have shelter for free right now. And it's like, that is unfucking heard of in this country. Like people, when I tell people that we're living in California rent free, everyone's like, uh, are you fucking kidding me? Mm. Like, well, how the fuck did that happen? Yeah. And it's literally just because Juan had a beautiful exchange of energy with this yeah. guy. And he was like, you know what? You're a fucking good person. You're a beautiful human. I believe in like, you know, and paying it forward. And that like, if I give something to someone, like good things are going to come to me too. Yeah. Come stay at my house. You're, you're welcome as long as you want. It's like, whoa, that is some, like, I'm still having a hard time believing that this is true. Mm. Like I'm like sitting here waiting for them to be like, actually, you know, could you guys pay us a couple grand, you know? Cause like, <laughs> and it's like, I, that's not going to happen, but, but like the, there's a part inside me where it's like, whoa, I should be like giving more. I should be, I should be giving them something. This is such mm. a kind insane gesture but how wildly beautiful is it that like they're not asking anything from us just except for like our good energy and our like you know taking care of ourselves and like obviously like we keep the space clean and whatever and like help them out in any way we can and that's it like it's, yeah. it doesn't have to be anything it's simple like you said it really is and it's amazing at how all your needs can be met if community is there yeah ah. so nice <laughs> <laughs> and it's, i think i think one one last thing that just came up for me that you also mentioned is like it's it's almost too good to be true when it's Oof. like and, and that's what we that's what we actually have the problem with and that's why we create uh -huh. all all that that's actually that's the that's the discomfort from which we actually then create all those problems to kind yep. of make us feel more comfortable in this is too good to be true. So I'm going to create a little bit of bullshit for myself that I don't Literally. feel so <laughs> guilty for having yeah. a fucking amazing and easy life. And it's like, right. like okay. I can suffer. I have to suffer to deserve this. That's been exactly. something I've been through. Yep. Exactly. And, and then I, I like to... I like to believe that there is not the God or one God, but there is only the God we believe in. And mm. so yeah. when, if I, it's funny when, when I, every time when I think about this or talk about this, it's like, okay, if there's only the God that I believe in and I kind of believe that this is too good to be true, then I somehow believe that, there is a Satan as well, you know, there is somehow a need for suffering, there is somehow mm -hmm. a need for me to really go through the shit, and like, actually, if it's too good to be true, I need to punish myself for that, where God. it's like, I'm a <laughs> sinner, and then I'm like, holy shit, am I still in Christianity, like, am I, am I really still involved in that, but it's like, yeah, I still sometimes believe that, it's too good to be true. And that's why I punish myself. And that's mm. why I create a lot of bullshit for myself. And it's like, oh, I actually don't want to believe in this God. Like, I, mm. I don't want to believe in a God that punishes me through myself when life is too good to be true. But I actually want to believe in a God that is so fucking happy and that actually celebrates together with me when it's fucking good and that also is of course there in hard times and holds and all of that but it's like nah i don't i don't i don't need a punisher in my life 
and especially not if it's being myself and it's like just remembering that in those moments when it's as you said too good to be true when I almost feel like like I should be doing or it's like no you're doing you already did it you know like you already deserved it like otherwise mm. you wouldn't have it and I right. also found this on the on the track like those guys with like their 120k income per year whatsoever they were just like throwing rounds of drinks at the bar at night and like I, there was a part of me who was like oh I should be paying the next round and like I should be it was like mm. no actually like they do this because they genuinely want to and there yeah. must be something that they actually get out of me like maybe it's just and me fine. being there cracking jokes having a fucking good time myself you know maybe that is enough for them to actually share something with me and I just need to receive it right now you know it's not always about just giving 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 but at the end of the day if there is givers there need to be receivers mm. and so how can I actually be a good receiver how can I actually also honor someone else in giving because to be honest, if I give something to you, I don't want you to give something back to me in exchange. I want you to receive it. And if right. you send something back my way, I'm like, fucking hell, that didn't work out that well. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to exchange fucking Pokemon cards. You know, I wanted to gift you something. I wanted to like share some of my love with you. And it's like, please just receive. And it's that's also a thing where it's like, Sometimes just being a really good receiver is mm -hmm. also a fucking valuable part in community. It's like, it's not always about giving. It's also about allowing ourselves to receive and actually feeling deserving to receive goodness and to receive abundance or however you want to call it. It's just like, oh yeah, it's like, I can receive that. Like I can just take that and feel good about myself and like, say a genuine thank you and like really appreciate the other person for that but it's like not constantly needing to give something back because it's like they probably don't want that they just want to actually give and they need a receiver for that so it's mm -hmm. also realizing that there is not only you you don't always need to have a lot to give to others but also just realizing there is so much literally on this planet. Like there is actually so much abundance on this planet, but it somehow has difficulties getting around. Not so much, I think, because people are greedy assholes, but because we don't have a lot of people on this planet who are really fucking good receivers. And so let's be a good receiver. I think that is a really Damn. good thing to work on. <laughs> They might have just cracked a code. Cracked the code. Oh my god. Ah oh, shit. Damn, that's a good fucking point. I I like that. I haven't I thought like about that it as that. well. I don't know where that came from. I like it. <laughs> you fucking received, brother. You received the download. <laughs> Save the download. <laughs> that's a yeah. I mean, absolutely. I'll I'll be the first to admit I'm someone that makes myself suffer for mm. when things happen to me or like I think I have to suffer in order to have a good life and that's been something I've been trying to release for a while like that's some really deep ingrained shit and I think it's like a general generational thing like it that hasn't been just like 
that I did that didn't start with me for sure. Like that started mm-hmm. a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like people have been through hard ass shit, you know, and like a lot of people pride themselves on saying like, you know, I, I came from nothing and then I created this and now I live a beautiful life and I started with nothing. And granted, like that is like the hero's journey. That is like what all humans have to go through. Like we all have to go through shit in order to get to something that we really desire we really want but does it have to be like so self-inflicted all the time <laughs> i don't think so mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah um, yeah it's it's interesting because it is really something where it's like if you can realize how much you already give and then allow yourself to receive like what is already there for you it again it boils down to this like really beautiful simplicity to where it's like actually I just have to exist and be a good person and be kind and you know and then ask for help when I need it and give 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 when I can but then also like there's so many people out there that are wanting to give to me too and Mm -hmm. and allowing that and realizing that you're not taking like you're like you're receiving it and there's a big energetic difference between the two (laughs) and when you're receiving people like they are also getting something out of giving to you. Like, like you said, it's like, I don't want something in return. I actually want to give to you. And that is equally as fulfilling as if I were receiving. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Goosebumps, full power. Mm. La, la. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, I, I know you, you have a, another call in a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, so let's wrap it up. Wow. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I don't know how to bring that one home. <laughs> I mean, we are home already. Can. There's yes, <laughs> we're already home, baby. <laughs> there's nowhere to go. Some good nuggets in there. That was a good fucking. At least I feel like I I got I got coached. Mm. <laughs> I, <laughs> me too. You you always reflect things so beautifully back to me, like. Like me telling my whole, like all that whole story. And then you just like reflecting back, like everything that you heard. It was like, ah, yeah. Okay. That feels like more integrated now. It's so nice. So, oh, yeah. Thank you so much for that, Lena. You're oh, such a beautiful person. And I love you. Love you so, 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 so much. I love you so mm. much. Thank you for being part <laughs> of my community. <laughs> yes. Fucking yeah. Good tribe. I love our tribe. Fuck the other tribes. Fuck the other tribes. <laughs> no okay no tribalism here i'm so grateful for being able to have this conversation with you and like also being able to just hear from your fucking amazing adventures in the u.s and Mm. that i'm so proud of you for getting out of your comfort zone in galapagos because as you said like i've i've experienced it like you live in fucking paradise and you're putting yourself out there to go through more challenges and like to integrate <laughs> more shit and like put yourself um, out there it's like fuck that's that's a brave move and you're gonna do this for the next three years so like mm-hmm. yeah who knows what's what's in store for I, real I, I bow to you thank you so much thank you thank you tim i love you Mwah. Mwah. That was it for today. I hope to be able to welcome you back on here very soon. 
And if you liked that episode, feel free to share it with friends, family, whoever you feel like would benefit from it on your social media or any other way that you can imagine sharing that. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thank you.